Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. We are rocking and rolling in the thick of the holiday season. The last episode, holiday hullabaloo. Um, got some really cool feedback and comments and uh, just people supporting one another on this fasting lifestyle journey. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go into <clears throat> a little nerd mode today uh, with a question that we get pretty often and we have never addressed directly uh, through doing some digging into some research articles and some studies and putting a different framework or thought process to this. Uh, it's something I've personally gone through. So we've, we've showed some, shared some stories and anecdotes and we'll share some of that today as well. Um, but really it's around fasting and surgery. And there's so many thousands of, um, uh, hundreds of thousands of different types of surgeries out there that it's impossible mm -hmm. to really hone in on one specific. So we're going to go 30,000 foot. We're going to talk about something very specifically related to blood sugar and diabetes and, and, um, you know, wound healing and those types of things. But yeah, the question really stemmed from, Hey, is there a benefit to, fasting in regards to healing and pre and post surgery. Yeah. Cause we like, we, like we start to automatically start drawing conclusions when we're talking about optimizing blood pressure, cholesterol, blood work, weight, you know, uh, like all of these kind of things, sleep stress levels. And you start to go like, okay, well it, it, it seems like fasting can lead me to a healthier version of myself, like a, a healthier body and then we start going like, okay, well, what if I need to go through surgery or what if, um, what if I, what if I got healthier before a surgery or what about an injury or, or anything else that might happen? Could, uh, could this have a benef a more beneficial result at the end of the day? So that's kind of where the question, uh, came, came from. And I, I think this is going to be a, a, a good conversation. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast and this is your first episode, don't, don't worry if you are not prepping for a surgery and God forbid, you don't have to have one. Um, mm -hmm. Don't worry. There are going to be some, there's some nuanced fasting lifestyle and intermittent fasting stuff built into here. Um, Cause we're going to break this down in pre surgery and post surgery recommendations, medical disclaimer. We are not surgeons. Talk to your doctor, let them know your lifestyle. If you've been fasting and get clearance, of course, let them know what's going on. I know to your point, Tommy, that I did not think I was going to rupture my biceps tendon off of my forearm one day, moving a couch and yep. have to have surgery. But mm -hmm. I'm very, very happy that I was, uh, you know, 50 pounds less um, on no medications, had a healthy blood pressure, healthier mm -hmm. weight, um, <clears throat> and was not higher risk for that, uh, you know, surgery that I ended up ultimately having to have unsuspecting. So right. 30,000 foot view here. Let's stay consistent um, and, and and get to a healthier place because, as we know, being at a healthier weight 
decreases the risk of complications during the surgeries. And we'll start with the pre-surgery recommendations. So if you're going into whatever surgical procedure you have, um, the study we're going to share about the benefits of 24-hour fasting is going to is going to relate to both of these situations, but we want to make this really clear. Mm-hmm. All the recommendations of the surgery, right? Like there are things put in place there to allow the anesthesia to be safe and effective, to allow yeah. you to come out of the surgery with the least amount of complications during or after. So there's a risk uh, component to why the pre-recommendations are the pre-recommendations so mm-hmm. follow the pre-recommendations and don't go rogue and, you know, <laughs> do like a seven day fast leading up to a, a surgery. Yeah. You know, and even for me, when I had my, my biceps tendon reattachment, which was a major, it was a reconstructive surgery on my arm. They put in pins and screws and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they even told me like, Hey, make sure you stop taking your supplements because fish oil can screw with what we're going to do. So yeah. just a disclaimer, talk to your doc, let them know, but follow those prereqs. Yeah. It, it, that reminds me of our conversation that we had about blood work where those, those blood work parameters are designed to, you know, they, they took into account a large sample population. And then, so like you want to be between those, those goalposts, right? Like you don't want to go rogue and you don't want to be the outlier in that situation where they're having to, you know, a, adjust things uh, way outside of the norm because, you know, you went into it on this longer fast or something like that. Right. Like, like put yourself yeah. in the, in the middle of that. Right. Right. Now for the cholesterol, obviously, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because there are there is a change in theory that is mm-hmm. moving towards removing that fasting component. But same same concept um, is in, in, in really looking at the pre and post thing as well. Um, you know, so when you get similarly, when you get to the post surgical, there's going to be certain limitations you have in terms of sticking with your fasting lifestyle. Right. Yeah. And that's going to be the medications, antibiotics, um, any type of, um, you know, pain medication that you might need. Like I had Mm -hmm. a nerve block that wore off and they gave me some pain meds and I I took it twice and I didn't like the way it it made me feel. And I was like, nope, I'm done with this. And I, I, he gave me a 10 day antibiotic and I was like, Hey, I don't really like taking this stuff. Like I didn't even have a pharmacy. Like they're like, where's your pharmacy? I'm like, I don't have one. They're like, what do you mean? You don't have one. I'm like, I don't know. Pick the closest one to my house. I don't know. Right. I'll Google um, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't taken a medication in 15, 20 years. Right. So, right. um, I opted, I was like, Hey, can you get me like a five day antibiotic? That way I don't have to worry about this whole, like taking with food thing. So really the yeah. same thing applies to the pre as the post, like right out the gate post-surgery is like, do what you need to do to follow the recommendations. If there's any medical reason to do so like a medication. Yeah, I, l- I love the fact that you asked that question though. Like you, like you, you pushed the boundaries oh, just a little bit. My and you surgeon said, like, was like, "This guy, like seriously, <laughs> this guy." Interviewed four different people and three different surgery centers, and then we did regenerative medicine before they sewed me up. Like I was, yeah, he was all on board with it, thankfully. So I made the right choice, and it was yeah. very successful. But yeah, I, I definitely probably, yeah, I was. I, I might not have been the easiest pre-surgical. Console. Yeah, you, you pushed the boundaries a little bit, but but then where did it get you? You had five less days of antibiotics and and frustration trying to like trying to do that and, and probably had a a similar end result. So that's cool. And I think that's a, that's a good example. But then when you, when you actually took those medications and some of them probably required food or they're potentially harder on the, on the stomach than others. And then what about, what about between those times? Like, do you think that, that you had to eat like, like a full spread, like a, like a large meal in order to, to take those medicines 
Cause I, I, I didn't I want to, cause I know how yeah. that makes me feel. So like, uh, I think really in this area, there's two things and you're alluding to one of them, which is the still be, if you're an intermittent faster or you're a, a fasting for life, you know, fasting lifestyle, insulin friendly lifestyle person, mm-hmm. then <clears throat> simply set a timer between those times and still stay intentional. So, cause what we do hear from some people and we've had some people from early on in the OG program from a couple of years ago, when we first started the podcast, we're like, Hey, I used to listen to you guys. Then I had a surgery and I put on 40 pounds and I'm like, yeah okay, what happened? Like the wheels just completely fell off. So staying intentional and still, even though it might be four or six hours, set your timer, stay in the rhythm of accountability and stay consistent. Yeah. Those, the, keep those boundaries, keep the, keep the lifestyle there. Even if it's, especially like if you were used to doing longer fasts, right? Like if you, if you just, if you had just crushed like 30 and 40 hour fasts and, and, and from there, but then, then you might you might think of it just right off the cuff as as almost silly to set a timer for four or six hours. But the difference there between that versus like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, where the fasting lifestyle just goes out the window, and right. then you know, you're like like don't let that happen, right? Stay yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, for sure. And if if I wouldn't, I just personally speaking, um, you know, I probably you know, I, I, my activity was very limited for, for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And then I started, you know, I had to wait to even start doing physical therapy. And then all that was just mobility, right. For the first, yeah. whatever, six weeks, but I'll share a couple anecdotally, a couple of cool things that happened. I know you have a story you want to share as well. So the second thing during this like immediate, and then we'll get into the research about the 24 hour fasting window and how powerful it truly is. And we just so happened to pick that as our free fast start guide on our way. It was the first mm-hmm. thing we ever created other than turning the microphones on and posting a podcast. Yeah. We're like, people need like help with that. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the second thing immediately post-surgery would be like really focus on quality nutrition. And I know that might sound, some of the stuff might sound silly, but like giving your body um, quality stuff to rebuild and heal. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't have imagined eating pizza and wings um, you know, post-surgery because I felt crappy already. So like, imagine mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, we, we kept it light. I ate light, but really giving your body nutrient dense quality nutrition. Um, I did, I did some green juice fast after just some green juices that we made. I threw like an apple and celery and my wife yeah. always has kale in the house and kale and, <laughs> and I don't, I don't carrots. And I think I threw an orange in there one day, but like just giving yourself nutrition um, is really key in the healing process as well. Yeah. So like, like whole foods, like, yeah, like broad spectrum, nutritious, good foods on the out, outskirts of the grocery store. Right. So you're, you're bringing in everything that you would need to, to kind of heal, uh, during that time. Right. Now, if you're flying solo and you got one arm, let's say, which I did. And you know, if, if it, and you have to order food, just make conscious choices mm-hmm. that you're trying to get, you know, as much quality in as you can, especially hydration as well. Um, I use the ketones, uh, not the ketones, excuse me, the, um, the LMNTs, mm. uh, post-surgery as well. Cause that gave me something to look forward to, to be able to like stay hydrated. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> really for the pre and post that that's, you know, the, the basic recommendations we get that we've gotten this question enough to make an entire episode around it. But what we want to do is take it a couple level levels, excuse me, farther and kind of apply it to the potential for um, one of the benefits, additional benefits, excuse me, outside of, let's say most people come to fasting for weight loss. And we're talking about healing here. Mm -hmm. There was a really cool study um, that showed the direct relationship 
to fasting before or after wound injury. And the wounds they were talking about were either through burns or diabetic neuropathy. So like Mm -hmm. diabetic ulcers, right? So if you are, you know, coming to fasting with 20, 40, 50, 80, hundred pounds to lose, you've been on the diet roller coaster, the up and down, I've lost the same 30 or 40, or it used to be 30. Now it's 40. Now it's 50. Mm -hmm. You know, you're on your way. You're on the path to blood sugar related issues, pre-diabetes and diabetes. So I really love this study. The fasting before or after wound injury accelerates wound healing through the activation of pro-angiogenic, which is angiogenesis. We'll talk about that in a second through two specific pathways. And this was a a study done in mice. So we know there's limitations comparing it to humans, but this was like in 2020. And it's really cool because yeah. at the end, when they did their literature review, they pushed the boundaries with relating what they saw in this study to some of the other non-weight loss benefits of fasting. Hey, y'all I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, Uh, We were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, Uh, We had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. We take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that air doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So air doctor comes with a 30 day breathe easy money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers, an exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Yeah, and that's a really cool thing because like it, it, happening in 2020, like we're we're pushing up against 
cutting edge research here where where it, it's it's only now recently being seen that there is some amazing healing potential here with what goes on within the body as as we start pushing into these fasts and you know like um there there's just not a lot of of very specific granular research that's been done about each one of the little microbiolo- microbiological processes that are actually happening here. So, so this was really cool. And then we, you know, we, we start to be able to connect the dots between um, what's been observed in, in other studies, like you mentioned. Yeah. So for just for the overview um, and th- so in the introduction, they talk about healing of chronic diabetic ulcers and large burns you know, is a very large clinical challenge in the med- in in today's world of medicine, right? So, I know mm-hmm. you have a story you're going to share, um, Tommy, a personal story that, um, you know, that that is exactly what happened, and then what's changed recently. But therapeutic fasting has been shown to improve, you know, overall health. And their study tested specifically whether fasting facilitates healing in both the diabetic and burned uh, burning uh, having burned uh, wounds. And explored like kind of the underlying mechanism. So mm-hmm. they were looking at things like wound closure, uh, re-epithelialization, so the regrowth of the the um, healthy tissue, scar formation, collagen deposition, skin cell proliferation, and really importantly, the neovascularization. So the new growth or the new input of healthy uh, blood flow, which brings the oxygen and the nutrients. Um, to mm-hmm. these areas. So they were doing the, the cool thing was they were looking at a, a time window that we typically talk a lot about, which is a 24 hour fasting window. And they looked at different control groups versus different fasting groups. And specifically about the diabetic ulcer group, um, again, again, in mice, right? So we understand mm-hmm. that, but they looked at uh, getting two 24 hour fasts in a week um, post-surgery, but also pre-surgery, mm-hmm. uh, was shown to have the best outcome. And it was pretty significant in terms of the healing process. Yeah, it was. And uh, what, what I really thought was interesting here was the fact that we can, we can induce these things like in a mice, in a mouse population. Um, but the, these things like diabetic ulcers, and these different wounds that kind of come about, they, they can be like really unpredictable. They can, they can last for a long time. They can, you know, stick with somebody for a while without really being able to, to kind of get at, at the issue itself. Like my, my dad, for example, he had one of these where it was, it was classified as a diabetic ulcer and just stuck with him for a long, long time, like years and years and years. And even as he started to to implement fast, it, it kind of, it's still like ebbed and flowed and, but, but it was always like, it's like he was kind of waiting for it to, to kind of open up again, you know, like it, it didn't really have any good long-term healing, but then, you know, recently as he started getting pushing past 24 hours and like actually started getting into 30 and 36 hour fast, like all of a sudden he, he found like new connection points where it actually got to a point where it could, it could heal in a way that he hadn't seen you know, since, since before he ever had the wound. So it's just, it's like, what changed there, Tommy, what was the biggest change that all of a sudden, again, anecdotally speaking, but like, yeah, there's a connection here, right? Yeah. Um, the biggest change for him was it, it, it's like, it's like he was able to start staying more consistent with those 24 
to then 30 and then 36 hour fast. Like he stacked a few of those on top of each other. Whereas right, you know, previous to that, prior to that, he had been living in that probably 14 to 18 hour range very mm-hmm. consistently, but, and, and maintaining his, his results or maintaining his weight for the most part, but, but never consistently pushing past that point until just very recently. So 24 hour fasting window, right? Yeah. So if in that, that, that's, that's why we, we love that window. Never mind, does it create a deficit that allows you to see some improvements in, um, you know, your cravings and physiology balances out and you can, you can bring, mm-hmm. get into some really significant fat burning and uh, ketosis at that point, there's all those benefits, but yeah. it was cool to, to see that, you know, once that consistent 24 hour fast window was hit, the, the skin, right. The, the wound would heal more efficiently. And that's what this yeah. study shows. And it, it wasn't just the fasting. It was the fasting combined with the refeeding mm-hmm. and it showed the best enhancement in endothelial angiogenesis. So that mouthful simply means angiogenesis means new growth. So angiogenesis of the blood vessels, delivering yeah. nutrients and oxygen to those areas to allow them to heal. And so, or neovascularization, right? So when we had our neuropathy programs in the clinic, we would give supplementation and food recommendations to boost um, nitric oxide production mm. and, um, and, and use the use of citrulline rather than arginine. And then combined with the treatments in office and the therapies that we were using, we would see increase or revascularization of those areas, which would allow the diabetic neuropathy to heal. And we'd wow. have patients come in with diabetic neuropathy. have had it for decades. And all of a sudden they're like, doc, I can feel my foot and it hurts. And I'm like, well, that's good. And they're like, no, I don't want it to hurt. Like, wow. no, 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 just give it a couple more weeks. That pain will go away. So yeah. the cool thing, and I, this was before I knew about fasting, but fasting alone, just those two 24 hour windows, uh, a week prior and a week post showed a huge improvement. I thought that was interesting. And you, you, you just mentioned this, the fact that the, the fasting and then the refeeding ended up with a better outcome than just the, just the fasting. So that meant that, right. you know, to, to like, to, to make an, to make an uh, interpretation of that, like the, the longer fasts weren't, weren't necessarily the answer to better right. healing in, in this, in this model, this uh, experimental model, but, but the, the fasting followed with the refeeding. It's almost like the fasting kind of primed the pump and allowed the nutrients to be delivered and more angiotin or more angiogenesis to, to actually increase after after the feeding. I thought that was really interesting. And both, just for clarification, both fasting groups did better than the control group, but the fasting group that had the specific refeeding protocol was the best. Mm. And it really leads into um, the third part, I guess, of this, this conversation today, Tommy, was that, you know, what's the, what's the translation to our day-to-day life? Like, what does this mean? Right. So Mm. for me, I know, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the action step here in a second, so I don't, I don't want to rehash that yet and give it away before we land the plane here. But the cool thing was that in their literature review, and you had, you had pulled this out, and then I think um, there was a stat as well, Tommy, that you wanted to share. But since other benefits regarding cycles of fasting and refeeding have been shown, such as promoting stem cell production. So this is in their review portion, right? And it's mm-hmm. since other benefits regarding cycles of fasting and refeeding have been shown, such as promoting stem cell production. And the two articles they reference are 
a prolonged fasting reduces IGF-1 to promote stem cell-based regeneration and reverse immunosuppression in the gut. And then there's another one about mTOR and how that boosts intestinal stem cell function related to the decrease in calorie intake. And then it talks about specifically the, um, the, the, in the, the diabetic ulcer and reducing the glucose levels to allow those to heal. And then they reference the article about fast mimicking diet, promoting beta cell regeneration to reverse diabetes. And then they talk about inflammation associated skin lesions, which is cool because we've had people reach out to us and say, Hey, my skin tags are gone. Yeah. Like they just fell off. And then that's another study (laughs) about periodic diet that mimics fasting, promotes multi-system regeneration, enhanced cognitive performance and health span. So we're talking about like really cool fasting benefits that are not, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds because I got a wedding coming up, but it was, it was cool that that was part of this study, um, in their, in, in kind of their, like, and there are wrap up or takeaways. Yeah. And where some of the, the ideation for, for experimenting with this even came from was from recent results that were showing 48 hour fast. So 48 hour fast during, during four day observation, uh, augmented angiogenesis as well after ischemic brain injury. So, and after, after whoa, stroke, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. Say that one more time. Yeah. So 48 hour fast after stroke and ischemic brain injury also augmented angiogenesis. So improved new blood vessel formation and healing after brain injury, which was just incredible. Wow. See, this is why I love, man, I love like, cause we, we obviously prep for these episodes and we do research and we talk about, okay, what, you know, what questions I'm committing. We've gotten this question about surgery recently a few times. And then yeah. I just escaped having another second surgery on my right arm. And that's going to relate. Thankfully, <laughs> That's going to relate to uh, the takeaways here in a second. But I yeah. love like the fact that you said, hey, I got this. You mentioned that to me. But then when you just said it live, I was like, whoa, like, like the fact that there's and, and you know, we talk about the 24 to 36 hour window increasing BDNF, yeah. um, which is brain derived neurotrophic factor, which is like where we see people report to us that the brain fog goes away. Right. Like they have this euphoric sure, yeah. feeling. But Absolutely. you just related to like a very serious potential benefit post stroke or brain injury where yeah. And 48 hour fasting for, for you guys that are listening that are new, you might be going, well, I can't even get past 22. Right. Well, there it's okay. Do a challenge. We'll get you there because it's one of the coolest things that we see is like, I never thought I could do 30 hours and now 30 hours is so easy. Now I want to do a 48. Great. Cool. So awesome. But man, just some really cool, powerful. So like takeaway. So as we wrap up today's episode and like, how does this apply to, the general population, not just having, uh, you know, someone that's about to have a surgery. I know for a fact you had your dad, your dad's story, the people that tell us their skin's cleared up, they'll send this before and after photos and they look younger Yeah, and the skin tags go away. Right. But like, um, really it's like, get started, stay consistent. Those are the two takeaways. Cause I didn't think I was going to rupture my bicep, but again, I was really glad that I was no longer pre-diabetic and 50 pounds heavier. Yeah. But I also didn't know I was going to partially tear my other one, like almost uh, to the exact like year later in another okay. freak accident when I was lifting something in a way that I shouldn't have been lifting it. Yeah. And I know for a fact that, you know, they kicked me out of rehab early. And when I went to see my doc 10 days after surgery and he looked at my, my wound and he was the, the scar and he's like, wow, this thing looks incredible. He's like, you might not have much of a visible scar at all. And I never put two and two together. And I know it's not, 
you know, A causes B, but I truly believe that there was some benefit there. So for everyone that's listening, um, yeah, don't, you know, if God forbid you have a freak accident, like let's be consistent with, with, with the ability to give our body the best opportunity to heal, which is part of something we talk about long-term, which is the health benefits of the fasting lifestyle. Yeah. Like you never know. I mean, you you didn't, you couldn't have predicted those things. You didn't know you were going to be in that situation. Right. So whether it's like a wound or a surgery or, or, or anything else, it's like, you could be in a, in a position in a, in a, in a power position, you know, before that happens. So like being in the, in the best health, the best A1C, the best, you know, fasting insulin levels, like, like all of those things, like you, you get your, you get the weight under control and you understand how to utilize a fasting lifestyle in a very powerful way. Like, that's, that's really cool. So uh, I'm going to encourage everybody to, to just get started. So you can, you can, you can get consistent, stay there and, and understand how to use this stuff for your benefit. And I think a cool place to start is going to be the fast start guide that you, uh, that you alluded to, or you mentioned earlier, because um, just kind of getting past that, like 12 or 14 or 16 hour window could make like, it, it, it opens up your eyes to a, to a new world, a new way of doing things. And, and to be able to understand how to do that, just, just go download it uh, at thefastingforlife.com. Get the fast start guide, um, get started, find out how to put one meal a day, intermittent fasting into your day-to-day life. And, um, you know, just, just apply some consistency to that. And um, you may be surprised at where it takes you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love that there was some overlap there with the 24 hour, one meal a day. So we're just yeah. going to leave it at that, Tommy. I love the conversation. Um, appreciate your time as always. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you guys for being the loyal listeners. And we're going to continue to pump out episodes and content here. And just grateful for all of you guys that hop on and listen to us weekly. Keep sending us messages, drop us a five star review. Head to the website, check out the Fast Star Guide. Tommy, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.